your talk show for all things automotive. From the latest news to the greatest views and the biggest names in rolling iron. Your host is Brett Hatfield, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com and owner of his own small but growing fleet of cool cars. Get behind the wheel of an hour of car talk starting right now. In the Driven Radio Show. We're rolling. Groovy. Uh, What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to Driven Radio, your home for the very best in automotive content and interviews. Uh, You can find us everywhere online. We're at readthedriven.com, drivenradioshow.com, iTunes, Pippa, Stitcher, Google Play, any place you listen to. There are North Korean websites where we're we're it. You... You, you cannot you can't believe this i was looking at oh, no. our podcast provider okay. this weekend uh-huh. that shows us how many plays we got and where we're playing globally yeah we had a half dozen plays in south korea I, <laughs> I kid you not hey baby got soul all right hey, we industrial little fellows out there we had we had <laughs> that's awesome. a dozen plays in poland and i know the guy <laughs> I know the guy. I promise you, I know who it is. Mike's, How often did you get to say that in a conversation? You know, there's this guy in Poland. I know a guy. I, I know a guy. No. Mike Skarschmidt, thank you. That's I appreciate you for accent. keeping the flame. Mike, man. you're awesome. Our friends in uh, Korea. Hey, oh, we all hey. I love your horror movies. We're all over. <laughs> I do, man. I got one on, uh, we on had, Netflix that I'm enjoying right now. We had plays in India. We had plays all over the place. I couldn't believe. We had plays in Ukraine and then Belarus and just... You, you couldn't believe what we're doing. Do we have any plays in the Kansas City area? Yeah, a lot. Oh, okay. That's a good. Whole you know what the universal language is? A lot. lot. Yeah. Vroom. Yeah. Vroom. Cars. Yeah. Uh, I'm Brett Hatfield. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Craving Cars own Corey Pratt. Hello. Our intrepid engineer, Mark Gross. <laughs> and returning, uh, returning repeat offender, Vernon Astis. I'm back, baby. Hey. And we're glad to have you. We're Thanks, glad sir. to have I'm glad you. to be here. Always um, good to see you, Vern. We're going to pick your brain about a whole lot of Ford stuff tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for it. Can't wait. Let's, let's take advantage of that. And then we're going to talk about show. a whole lot of uh, Kansas City Shelby stuff mm-hmm. for which Ooh. you're solely responsible. Yeah, I guess so. It's your fault. Um, oh, okay. Lowest volume car dealer in the <laughs> and, world. Yeah, and for we, what little exists in Kansas <laughs> yeah, Ver, City. Vernon, that's Vernon, me. Vernon Estes Classic, the world's lowest volume boautique car dealer. I sold three Ooh, cars now. last month. I think I'm just going to retire. Really? Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. You overachiever. I'm exhausted. Dude. All that wow. paperwork for three I can't cars. Oh, I, I'm, you probably had to fill out four yeah, contracts. I'm out oh, now. You, yeah, pretty you, much wow. out of cars. You got one left. You probably had to put a good hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> That's I know. It was. Uh, oh I mean, I took a break time. in the middle, but you, like it was. Yeah, it was. You, it you, was crazy. You must just be beat. I'm telling you. You have had to lock the doors at least three times. Oh wow. So we should have recorded the first half hour of this show, uh, unfortunately, while I was upstairs receiving first aid. That's what happens when so, you fall off a bronco. Uh, I didn't yeah. fall Jesse, off. I did not fall off. off. No, I was, I'm sorry. Gravity him. shifted and shoved I was, the earth toward you. I was viciously attacked by the spare tire carrier as I tried to d- jump up on the and back I believe bumper. right after he hit the ground, like Forrest Gump, he said, something bit me. <laughs> right here above my buttock. <laughs> something stop. jumped up and bit me. Yeah, you just got to stop saying, hold my beer before you do things, no, Brad. Well. I'm just saying. <laughs> It'd probably help a ton, wouldn't it? That's the sad thing. He wasn't even buzzed or anything. All right. Well, completely sober. Hey, as long as we're talking we're first aid, change that story up here's here. the first scab to pick. Uh oh. This week, 
Ford unveiled their new electric <laughs> crossover, the Mustang Mach-E. <laughs> a four-door, oh all-electric, all-wheel drive, SUV-esque <laughs> kind of crossover, starting uh, just a fuzz under 44 grand for the base model. It'll be available in three different trim levels. Select with either uh, rear or all-wheel drive, about a 230-mile range, and a mid five zero to sixty. Or the premium, starting uh, just a fuzz over fifty grand. Uh, also rear or all-wheel drive, three hundred-mile range, and a mid five seconds zero to sixty. Or the GT, which if you're going to get one. Uh, starting just over $60,000, available in all-wheel drive, only a 235-mile range, but 459 horsepower, 612 pound-feet of torque, and a mid-three-second 0 to 60 Mid-threes, uh, Porsche 911 GTS territory. Uh, all three will qualify for the federal $7,500 tax credit. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> Until they produce too many of them yeah. to where it's no longer well, applicable, yeah. like Tesla's about to run into. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll we'll see what happens with that. And whatever tax credit your particular state happens to give you for buying a car like that. Um, they've got two different batteries, a 75.7 kilowatt battery or an extended range 98.8. Now, are those the ones you lick the top on to see if they're still good? Sure. Yeah. 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 Just a yeah. just a bunch yeah. of them. If, if you're low, you'll go outside and your car will chirp at you. Yeah, there you go. Uh new Mach E will feature a giant center touch screen, kind of like a Tesla. <laughs> and they also have a driver Mark-y. assist a hands-free driver assist te- uh system like Tesla and GM have. You know, Tesla's got their autopilot and GM's got that super cruise. Ford said they expect the car to be profitable from the very first copy off the line. Mach-E will go on sale in 2020, although they are taking reservations mm. online now. Oh, boy, that's oh, an interesting has reservations? Oh. Raise your hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, our buddy JR made one the night of the announcement. Yeah. They debuted it, and he made one online, really? and he said he was already like 7,000th in line or something oh, like he, that. Oh, he actually he made a reservation. reservation. I was making yeah, a yeah. joke. No, I got no, deep he, reservations. He, well. Because he's looking for and, a and replacement. I, <laughs> and I think all, all of us may, as we get into this conversation, Vern. Yo. Mr. Ford. You know, that last statement is interesting, and I hadn't heard that yet. What? They think it'll be profitable the, from the very first well, unit? Well, that to me speaks to, like, aside from, aside from the naming convention, which is like, the most wait, 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 wait. We're going to get into I'm, that. I'm amazed, like, the profitable write-off. That goes to show that when other companies, Porsche's already there, Ford's about to be there, when they start competing against Tesla. Mm-hmm. Tesla's been around for how long? And they're still, like, it, depend, it depends on what their accountants do on any given quarter, but they don't, <laughs> but, but, like, the, consistently But the other thing profits. with Tesla becoming profitable, uh, or the thing with Tesla becoming profitable is they don't have any other products to offset... Uh, their expenses. Mm-hmm. Ford has an entire product range. Sure. Porsche has an entire product range. Any other auto manufacturer has an entire range of other cars to offset expenses. But aren't they saying uh, in that statement that the car itself is profitable? Like the program? Yep. They I mean, are. that to That's me is like, they are. is hard to believe. I mean, but it, it's great if it's true. I mean, well, that's amazing. And for, for, Ford probably has so a company. you got to sell a few before you start becoming more profitable. You, you would think, yeah, yeah. right. Apparently <laughs> but, costs nothing to develop whatsoever. <laughs> but Ford, Ford has deep enough pockets that they can come out of the gate uh, ordering things and using economies of scale. Well, I'm not saying yeah. the money's not there to do it, but didn't, didn't have that. Isn't mm-hmm. going to come right away. Well, Tesla, usually what they do is they unveil some new model that you can send a deposit in for, and then they recognize all that 
revenue. Yeah, and they use it as to, revenue in the current quarter for cars that people are getting true. on wait lists. Well, well and, they, and they take all those it's deposits and use it to build issue. the first few. Of yeah. the it's kind of like check kiting <laughs> with cars. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, okay, everybody here, what do you think about Ford using the Mustang brand name uh, for the new Mach-E? Do you think they made it 459 horsepower on purpose so it's one less than the Mustang GT's GT, yeah. petrol power? Uh-huh. Could be. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, would, just thought would that, that be, out there. Would that be all that surprising? Uh, probably not. Okay. What do you but think? I, I don't think they should have called it Mustang. Nah. Why, why not? Look at it. Look at every other car manufacturer that's come up with an electric car. They've made their own name for it. It's true. They didn't make, uh, Porsche did not make a 911E. Yeah. They made a Taycan, a completely different car. Granted, Mm -hmm. probably very based off of 911 type of performance. Don't get me wrong. It looks like somebody took, uh, it looks like a 911 and a uh, Panamera. And a love child. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But they didn't, they they didn't, they made something new. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right now, what, Ford is doing is killing the thoroughbred that they have yeah. under their no pun one intended. Of the, one of the, yeah. the two like right. profitable car lines they have being right. F series trucks and their, Mustang. It's yeah. like that's how they print money. I almost yeah. would have rather seen this be an F series. Yeah, I mean they could have could have called it an FE or an FU. FU. Or, yeah. <laughs> the only thing, I mean, I, I'm not nearly as fired up about. The I Mustang knew you were going to get there. I just uh, wanted yes. to beat you to the yeah, punch. Ooh, ooh, golden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not nearly as fired up about the name as I think a lot of Mustang people are. I just, I actually thought that Mach E was a good enough call out to a if it's Mustang inspired styling and you keep it called a Mach E. I actually sure. really like the name, and I think the car is what Ford needs. I think it's a lot of like I think the whole Mustang controversy distracts from how much car it seems to be for the money. It seems like it's a pretty compelling like for the premium at like fifty thousand six hundred with a three hundred mile range. Sure, is. Well, a 300 mile range is pretty decent. I mean, to start like with. you can't even on a Tesla right. Model Three. Like by the time you option one to what you actually want, it's about that much. Sure, so this is bigger. Yeah, it's an SUV. Uh, absolutely, Ford. Absolutely agree with you. You know, so I don't like that it's called the Mustang. I'm not thrilled about it. I don't think it looks terrible. I think that it's what the company needs. But I think I just like that. To me, it's the Mach E. I just that's how yeah. I look at it. And I, I wish think, they would have just called I, it that. I think that that yeah. will. I think that's something that may. Come they could over have even time. called it a Mach One. I don't I, know. I, the I, I think over yeah, time it'll just become known as the Mach E. I would yeah. be surprised if it didn't. I mean, what if what if they make? You know, we we've talked before how Chevy is thinking about. I've even heard trucks floated for the Corvette brand oh, recently. I know. Like I Chevy's going to possibly break the Corvette off into its own sub-brand. What I, if what Ford's front-running here is that they're just going to, this is like the first in a line of Mustang things, which I'm not saying well, necessarily I necessarily love that idea, but I think that is, there's a possibility that might be where they're going. Well, with, with, the, sh- with the shift of the Corvette with the 8th gen going to a mid-engine, I think they're getting farther away from doing a Corvette, SUV or truck mm-hmm. or whatever. I sure hope they are. I really hope. Just they recently are. heard something. I don't even remember where I heard it, but I, I heard somebody kind of talk a wagon about or that a hatchback Corvette at one point. There was, yeah, there were concepts a long time ago. Oh, no, like shooting brakes no, and uh, like uh, uh, I've just Callaway heard that, did one. like they want to do their whole like I've just there's undertones of Chevy wanting to break that off and do other body styles, which I just think would be weird. But don't you remember that uh, just like a Mustang, seven, is a <laughs> the seventh gen Corvette Callaway made a sport back for oh, I remember, it that looked yeah. kind of like a yeah, shooting yeah. brake thing. It kind of looked like that Ferrari that had like the big glass window in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it didn't. Canopy. They it said did. it didn't really add any space to it. 
at all because the and Corvette's it, already it, super practical and it already made it pretty and it made it more difficult to see out the back window mm-hmm. but uh and we were talking about this a second ago doug demuro made the argument uh online that ford using the mustang name gives the the car an immediate brand cachet and they were going to use that to try and drive interest and maybe catch up to Tesla. Now, I don't know if that's yeah, what possible. What generation is they trying to attract? I, I get the strategy they're yeah. using. I just don't agree with it. They're yeah. trying to attract my generation who's reproducing like rabbits, and they all want midsize SUVs that can fit car seats. And they also want to feel like they're saving the world every time they take so, a drive. So is this that one that can uh, kind of have a family car and a Mustang in one? Is this... I guess well, I, you know Mustang. I, I'm quoting four doors. My, my arms it's are wrong. Quoting. Four I just, doors is wrong. Hatchback. The yeah, damn they should thing. have just called it a Maki, and then if they just called it a Maki, we'd all be sitting around saying that's a really good looking car. No, it we would. Like a lot. Oh, of no, I think no, it would. Like, no, we would. Really? I actually think it looks from fine the back. For, it, from the back, it looks okay. From the side, it looks okay. Yeah, yeah. From the front, it looks like a keep, sex Keep in mind, I'm saying that from the perspective of like every midsize SUV looks terrible, except for a Porsche Macan. With me, not me. I'll go with you on the Macan. But like I think for the, a midsize SUV. I think the front end of this thing is abhorrent. It's terrible. I don't like that it doesn't seem to have a grill at all. No, I know it's it an doesn't. Com- I it think doesn't. it would look it, better if it just put a grill there. It, yeah, it, but I just think it would look better if it you had You ever one. seen somebody no. who's lost a hand in an accident and then they got a nub? It kind of looks like the nub. I just oh think re- re- yeah, relative to other midsize SUVs, I think it's a decent looking car. It, it's kind of like saying wow. any like any like hot hatch is a good looking car. It looks like it's missing a prosthetic. Yeah. Well, it, to me, it looks cheap, like a uh, Hyundai doing what you just talked about, the what, the Cayenne? Well, a Hyundai Mustang. Uh, it's Yeah, it's like a, a Hyundai crossover. I'm going to kind of maybe do Ex- this and this, except it doesn't have the fun colors. Well, and the, other part, and the other part of that is Hyundai's gotten to be a pretty decent brand. They make nice stuff now. Yeah, Even Kia's gotten stuff, to yeah. be a pretty decent brand. Kia, yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks more like a, a Trabant does a Mustang. <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> to see, like, once they actually let people climb around on the inside, how... Like it looks pretty good on the inside. Well, no, it does look good on the inside. It really nice does. Car. And uh, you know, with the big screen, I, that's getting to wonder be a where thing. they got that. From. Okay, yeah. no, <laughs> no, it, it, <laughs> the, art, the articles I've read and I read a few all cited Tesla. This oh, looks sure. like Tesla. I, I this is like Ford's Tesla. Good at, so at making good pictures to make it look good, but is mm-hmm. it going to feel good? As much yeah, as I'm peeing and moaning question. about the uh, the four doors on this because I think that's just god awful. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, in a similar vein, although not electric, when and uh, Dodge uh, and Chrysler started redoing the Chargers and Challengers as four-door dad wagons. Yeah, you now know, we all love look, the Charger. They look good. Yeah. Right? Overall, I think the Chargers. Man. I mean, a Hellcat Charger is pretty cool. I think the Charger is a good-looking car. car. I, I think it's a good-looking car. I think the Charger is a good-looking car. I don't. Think I didn't they like the Charger when it first came out, though. I don't think it looked that yeah. great. I yeah. think they should have given it a different name. I love the Challenger. True. The, the, the thing I, about the Charger too is that that was such a big car in period that like. A four door almost looks more chargerish right now than like a chal- <laughs> like it Well, it's just like you can't have a charger's a big long. Maybe they should have. Yeah, it really is. Maybe like, it really is. Nowadays you can't even build a car like Maybe that. Maybe should have brought that back. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that would have been brilliant. Galaxy now or I, that that's the thing. There are it a lot of names like the, the, it should have just Holy been the Mach E. It could have been like the Galaxy would have been the Galaxy E. It could have been a Falcon. It could have been. It could have been a lot of things. They could have called it the five hundred. You know, they crapped the bed when they turned the Taurus into the five hundred. Years yeah, back. yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> and along, uh, along with me not agreeing with the Mustang name, I think they should not have made it Mustang taillights either. They should have just made yeah. their own taillight. Well, maybe they ran out of styling ideas. Maybe well, they're just like, well, yeah, they got all these parts, leftover maybe. parts. Yeah. Just, just yeah. keep in mind could, what we're all this, doing right now. <laughs> what's that? We're all talking about 
Yeah, we are oh, all talking about it. Uh, the automotive media is a buzz. You remember when the Ford GT yeah. came out in 2017 and they made everybody oh, yeah. fly, get on their knees, make social media videos, tell them why they were worthy of the car, oh, and then everybody gets rejected. Yeah, it's created a lot of buzz. That's okay. I still got everything to drive was one. all about. Yeah, everything was all about the Ford GT. Right now, everything's about the Mustang Mach E. Yeah, I you're st- talking about it. I, I'm, that's I, all they care about. I, I don't care if I get to drive this or not, though. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I really have the, the office building full of marketing uh, people. Okay. At Ford Motor yeah. Company hit a home run, regardless what? of the name. While, while we <laughs> are talking likely. about ghastly things they've done with this new <laughs> pseudo Mustang. <laughs> They're going to pipe engine noises through the stereo. It doesn't no. really make any noise. No, I was making fun of that earlier. I was no, no, joking. That's, that's I was legit. joking. That's yeah. legit. That's oh true. Oh, my God. That finely tuned throaty no, fake sound. It, well, and it's, 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 it's not even that. It's not. It doesn't sound V80. I've heard a, a, a recording of it. I heard a little uh, a blip of it online today. It sounds more like the Jetsons car. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit. And what's weird is that it's not even an external noise. It's for the passenger. Mustang? Are you yeah. serious? Like on the electric cars. No, no, no. It's not external. It's completely mean. false. Like it makes it's, sense why an electric car would make noise for like pedestrians. The car is lying to but, you. So they're playing playing it inside for the people yeah. riding in it. No. Yeah. Make you feel. No, the car's lying yeah. to you. Oh, my God. Well, and what's odd to me is that like I've driven a, t- a couple <laughs> Teslas. And what I enjoy about it <laughs> is this quiet. Is that yeah? It's like unlike anything else. It's and just they, they, very to, relaxing. It's weird at first. It's just something you get used they to. Said, like, can you take? Can you just turn the noise off? Have yeah, they said you can. That? Okay. They well, said in the yeah. article that you could turn it off, and there are three different levels. Uh, <laughs> they don't want it, you to hear the it, first production ones rattling while you drive. <laughs> 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 the, door pan, the door panel's going. <laughs> Why is this thing without so like a coffee can full of nuts? They make it rattle through the speakers. So that kind of reminds me of when, when Subaru came out with the CVT transmission, and it, it was like flawless. Like it would not, you don't know when it's shifting, you don't know what it's doing, but they made a false like shift point. Yeah. To make Seriously? it to make it to make really? you feel like it was doing something because most people were complaining that I don't know if it's doing anything. It's like, are you going? No. Yeah. yeah no. They, they made a fake no. shift point. Oh yeah. Now, let me wonder what's going on with the car. Don't <laughs> lie to right. me. There's a lot of like the Rolls Royce Cullinan runs so smooth that when you're sitting in it. You can't feel it. I believe that. You can hardly yeah. feel it when you touch the engines. Like people forget the cars on, they catch themselves. Well, yeah, but the people who are driving that aren't looking for a driving experience. No. They're looking for a luxury experience. Now, are they, they going to make an external like noise with this? Because well, they were they were talking about federal regulating the yeah, noise. I mean, they should, that would be the well, that, that and that's the thing we've hear. talked yeah. about before too. That they were going to make electric cars make external noise yeah. so people could hear them. Right, because they're too because you wouldn't want to flatten a, a, de- a blind guy in the middle of a crosswalk. And that's what I want is I want every electric car to only make the beeping noise that <laughs> commercial like vehicles that's on the make car. when they back up, except all the time. <laughs> Everywhere they go, everywhere, no matter what direction they're moving, in. all of them make the commercial noise backup sound. Oh, the commercial vehicle yeah. backing yeah, that yeah. all of them have to have. Just and no matter what, can you imagine what a highway would sound like? You know with what? Mostly electric cars. I would, I would actually want my. <laughs> you, you, turn, you turn that fake noise through like the stereo car. up. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine that? You know, Tesla going by and you just hear the. Yeah. <laughs> I would want that. It's like a cat meow. I think I, I like that. I don't I want a fake engine. Just I want a different right. noise. Yeah, I, I think we found it. a moneymaker here. Oh, it's, it's one the of those. Ford Elroy. It's, it's it's something you you glue to your roof. You called, stick on your roof. It's called a loudspeaker. <laughs> and just just <laughs> we'll jets and all the time. So we can take the weather all the freaking time. 
<laughs> oh wow wow that got way off track in a big hurry yeah. uh we got the links to that to those articles uh on the website there readthedriven.com and drivenradioshow.com also along with the mock e uh, Ford announced that they're going to uh, build America's largest electric vehicle charging network. Excuse you, it's it's Mercus. Mercus. No, not in this house. It's not <laughs> electric. Electric. Ford is offering its all-electric vehicle customers North America's largest electric vehicle public charging network. Man, you know sometimes you see things online and you read them. And it works okay in your head when you're reading it. And then mm-hmm. when you have to read it out loud, it doesn't read well. There's, there's a difference between writing for to read and <laughs> writing to be read aloud. Yeah. Anyway, uh, over 12,000 places to charge, including fast charging, with more than 35,000 charge plugs being given out to electric vehicle customers. I assume that means for your house, your workplace, that sort of thing. And uh, more than any other automotive manufacturer, addressing a big concern for all of those switching to all electric cars. Now, one of the things that uh, we had talked about last week, Mark and Vern and I, and uh, one of the things I was really curious about was, are all of these plugs universal? Mm-mm. Yeah. You nope. know, if you go to one charging point that already exists, is something that fits a Tesla, will that fit your new electric ford or any other electric vehicle for that matter and it turns out they are what from what i read online fords from what are. i found online fords are uh yeah all of teslas them are. aren't right no they're supercharging uh, network i thought they didn't let other people use it no no no. The, and the Maki is going to be set up for that 48 volt dc uh mm. supercharged network but it turns out that the plugs are largely universal or have adapters mm-hmm. so You'll be able to use that with Mach-E. They said that uh, those would be compatible with the Tesla superchargers. And it sounds like there's going to be an awful lot of places you can charge your car. Well, that's okay, I guess. That is nice to know because I I figured they would just take the the iMac and and Macintosh uh, Apple way of doing things which is to make a different adapter every damn year yeah buy a new car <laughs> and then yeah. charge you you know eighty dollars no, for a four way, foot piece I, of plastic the the I, I just i just love that you're not bitter you're not angry i'm not you know? i'm See, the, not the way bitter that major, the way that major automotive manufacturers do that is that they don't have to change the charging station all I, they do is they give you an infotainment system that they'll never update and never allow you a reason to service it so that when it goes out half the functionality of your car's gone what what they said was uh that it will update frequently through that like over the air yeah 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 yeah. exactly um it says new ford all-electric vehicles including the mustang inspired suv arriving next year will come standard with a ford mobile charger that can charge regardless of outlet power 120 or 240 now here's the thing the 240 volt you gain i think it's it's something like 30 miles for every hour of charging (laughs) So if you got a 300 grade, you let it sit for 10 hours, you're fine. Wow. The 120 volt. two, isn't it? Oh, my God. Was three. <laughs> three miles? Three yeah. miles. Wow. Per so hour. If you, if you three stop miles. on the side of the so, highway to charge, so you can charge an hour to make station. it to the next stop. You need to go to a relative's a- house and stay over the weekend like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So each as long as they don't live over 300 miles away. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Theme, if you live in Wichita. To keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or like a, like a wow. nice book stand. If you have to go to Oklahoma City, you're you're That one's from zero to suck in about three seconds. Yeah, absolutely. They need to make like really big DeWalt battery packs that they can just plug into the attic 
ass end of these cars so that they can just, you can, like, pull over and there's, like, a pit crew, like, rolls this big freaking battery. It's, like, the size well, of this table and then the, plugs it in. And then the recharger for that one is all the regenerative power goes to feed the other batteries. Yeah. So yeah. you've got, you know, infinite. I wonder if it'll have a weed eater attachment in the front. There so you go. So when yeah. you plug it into that DeWalt, you know. It'll mow your lawn and get you from A to B. Yeah. True. Charge your phone, use your weed, or yeah. You know. That Mustang E, man. <laughs> it's amazing. The DeWalt edition. E Instead of the Eddie Bauer edition, they'll have a DeWalt edition. Just called the Ford DeWalt. The Mach E. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Uh, well, well uh, okay. Uh, not to be just a total douchebag. I think that is really cool that they're building that, that network. And if they stand up those plugs, I, I think that's great. Well, and the conversation and that the, I've had. And they with, have the means ability to do it, too. The conversation I've had with a couple other people was. The manufacturing process for the batteries is so it has such an environmental impact on it that you're not really gaining a lot as far as carbon emissions and everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 65% of the power plants in the U.S. are coal-fired. Yeah. So you're not gaining a whole lot there. And quite honestly, the liquid that's inside of the, the batteries is made from narwhals. <laughs> They stopped using whale blubber and went right for the cutest unicorn of the ocean. It's because the Japanese were no longer providing the whale blubber. Uh, Anyway, uh, so you're not gaining a lot there. So what's the real impetus behind the big push for electric cars? Is it because millennials feel good about themselves? Well, maybe that, yeah. Uh, Or (laughs) is it because we're running out of uh, fossil fuels or at least liquid fossil fuels that we use? Any any major change uh, of something that that makes a vehicle go is going to... It's going to take years and yeah, years of development, oh, yeah. and this is just a beginning. Now, eventually, whether whether batteries start doing better or whether we go to uh, uh, these supercapacitors that they're talking about for a future that literally takes seconds to charge, sure, uh, and things like that. I mean, something will eventually and, and I, be I, all electric. In I the think future. that technology will come, and yeah. there's probably and this is just going to be nuclear advances too that takes care of a lot of the problems as far as well. The carbon yeah, but here's right here's the problem: environmentalists don't want you to use anything related to fossil fuels Mm -hmm. that rules out gas and oil but also rules rules out coal yeah electricity and they also don't want you to use nuclear yeah and there's not enough renewable energy in solar wind and geothermal to power everything so we're either going to have to get people used to the idea that nuclear is a is a good alternative and workable i mean the french figured it out we can do it You either got to get them in, you either got to get them convinced that it'll work or the like the three people in France way. that are listening to this right now are like flipping off. No, it, <laughs> no they like put down their croque madame yeah. and they're like, you <laughs> Oh, no. Now I got to put the yeah. uh, put the adult warning on the you know, label on it. OK, well, we're free monetized. We're, 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 abs- we're absolutely free now because Vern, uh, Vern used the F word. We already had a D bag thrown. So it's yeah, not we got enough? South Korea. Still. That's a D word, not an F word. Oh, That's yeah, a D well, bomb. And, and he was saying pe- peen and instead of pissing we got stuff. Poland and South Korea so we're good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't worry about it it's okay they'll carry us wow you got me totally off point too because there was something I was going to say that was really important right then oh uh well when it comes to being able to charge from renewable uh one of the things Tesla is working on you know is all of the wonders uh home battery units and like the tiles that go onto your house well sure that yeah. can charge and if we can get our HOAs to back the hell off oh, and wow, let us true. start to really kind of develop our homes because there's a, a, you look around Kansas 
any city, but Kansas City, a lot of south-facing houses oh, yeah. that don't have jack right. uh, on any of those sides. This, and w- what we're doing is we're wasting what sunlight we get here in the Midwest. This roof gets so much sun every afternoon, I would kill to have solar on this house. There's yeah. film that you can and put on your windows now that, that you can are... see completely through, and it generates electricity. I'll absolutely mm-hmm. sign up for that. I'd love the idea. The, but, there, there's a lot of companies that are, that are jumping on board oh, to, help, yeah. to help with that. To your point, though, it's taking time and 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 to your point also that people have to get used to the idea right. well because True. yeah it just it takes time to for people to get their heads wrapped around i mean when electric vehicles came out i made fun of the uh uh prius like there was no tomorrow because i'm an a-hole but you know i also Happens. have come to kind of understand okay i see what you're going through and quite honestly it's nice to not have that much road traffic and that much exhaust it's not the prius that i dislike it's not the, it's I, not I the car South itself. Too. I, I know. It's, it's not the car itself. Good for you. Yeah, yeehaw. Why, why is it the first types of hybrids and electric cars they felt like they had to make so different and styled so ugly? Why couldn't they yeah. just... Well, Tesla was the first one that literally released a car that was like, hey, this It might have had cool. something yeah. to do with efficiency. Oh, and price point. There's, yeah, there's very... The Prius was what, 24, 28? Still look good. No, the Prius is expensive, aren't they? Around 40 grand? What? They they came out. They're pretty pricey. I mean, yeah, nothing's, not cheap. nothing's cheap anymore, though. Well, I mean, I'm a cheap anymore. ass, but nothing's cheap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, except Golden Crown. Thank you, baby Jesus. What, Amen. What, what makes you so popular is you are cheap and easy. I know. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's and, two great qualities. And that's why you're, and that's why you're on All this in show. one candy bar. <laughs> right, All righty. Ford versus Ferrari opened over the weekend. I know that at least three of us saw it. Did you? No, but I saw the commercial. Okay, well. I like that's all I needed. You got the gist. That's good enough. Yeah. Uh, sure, because two, the right? two and a half race. minutes, two and a half hours, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God, two and a half hours? <laughs> two and a half hours. Jesus. I yeah. What is it, Days of Thunder? And it flew by. Maybe the it most impressive by. thing is that, yeah, I wasn't bored. Yeah. Two, I usually, two and that's and a, a long Two and a half hours, and it felt like just your average movie. It I did really see an did awfully cool making of video that was just all the yeah. quick clips of the cars it, that they kind of put together with the... It was a good movie. It really was a good movie. Now, here's the first very, very cool thing about the movie. Lots of the Cobras, the Daytonas, and the GT40s replicas were provided by Doug Campbell, Lance <gasps> Stander, and our buddies over at Superformance and Hillbank. Hillbank! So nice. it all came yeah, out of there. Awesome. Secondly, well, you. secondly, the hero car that Ken Miles was in at the uh, 66 race is going up for auction in Scottsdale yeah. in January. I think Meekum right. got that, mm-hmm. but it did come from Hillbank I and, put and my Superformance. Yeah, it's yeah. going to cost a buck and a half. I'm, I'm guessing the three of us piled two. together couldn't buy the tires on it. <laughs> um, so it was really cool that they provided all of that stuff. And it's, uh, you know, we love Doug and we love Lance. And that yeah. was very neat. Uh, okay. I, I, I love seeing, like, when they were actually at Shelby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had all the Cobras in the background and all that kind of yeah, stuff. I mean, well that done. was fantastic. You yeah, even seen a line good. of, what were the Galaxies? Ford Galaxies or Falcons? What were they on the, on the Ford line? What? Uh, was yeah, oh, oh yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Falcons. factory was impressive. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. factory was, it was really, really impressive. cool. Just kind of seeing that going. Oh, and that's yeah, how, just a bunch that's of two doors. Look at that. Right, right before yeah. HF two starts yelling at everyone. Tools and going <laughs> to town. You know what was funny is that I kept on during the movie. I enjoyed just looking at the cars in the background of the scenes. I thought sure. the street scenes yep. were really well filmed. And I remember thinking like everybody's looking at the Cobras and the Shelby Mustangs that are in the movie. Well, you there's a lot of well, like that was the weird thing is that when I was when. Lee That's Iacocca pulls good. up the first time in a Falcon. No, uh, it, it was, was like a no, no, no. That was a Boxbird. 
Well, before that, he pulls up to some other building before that. Okay. Or maybe it was another executive. One of the executives pulls up in like a dark blue Falcon, like a base Falcon with like hubcaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like there's all these Shelby's and Cobras and they show like a side view of the car and I'm looking at the movie screen and I'm like, where in the hell did they find that straight and that clean? A standard <laughs> post two door Falcon CGI. Like there's Money. like shelters. Yeah. There's like Cobras, there's like Cobras in the background. There's all this <laughs> other like a... high end stuff. And I'm just like, where did they man? All of those are rusting away. No, they had some really great cars. They absolutely the street did. scenes were remarkable. Oh yeah. Some they, of the parking lots, like the well. land yachts. Have you ever yeah. watched cars or cars Two by Pixar? That's what Mark's going to like, is that if you look in the background, if you <laughs> look right, in the Mark, background, it's all these, like, perfect land yacht cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, and baby. all the parking lots are there full. Are. Bring it on. Like, the, the oh. street scenes you in need L.A. You to go are see the car wagon. Man, it looked nice. Oh, yeah. There, the panel yeah, yeah. wagon. Spend oh, yeah. seven uh, bucks. Catch a matinee. Oh, yeah, I might. I might. Okay. I might. Um, what'd you think of the movie overall? Because I've great. been dying to pick your brain. I thought it was this. great. I thought uh, my my reaction was different. I thought I'd be like giddy, like a little schoolgirl, because it's like it's like because you are so career. often. Well, it's like well, my entire career. <laughs> That's what I tell everybody I've actually, about but, you. Like I've known this this movie was coming for literally years. Yeah. It's been in the pipeline yeah. for like ten years, yeah. and they've always it's been kicked around at Fox over and over and over again. Sure. I was nervous before it started because I'd already heard it was good, but I was still nervous. I just didn't well, want to screw it up. You don't want them. You don't want to screw up a story. And then after it was over. My wife, I think, enjoyed it more than I did. No kidding. But I think it's easier. Like, I'm not sitting there picking stuff. Like, I have a lot of buddies on Facebook that, like, are posting screenshots of the video and talking about how inaccurate a lot of stuff is, which, for the Ugh. most part, the stuff was pretty good. I mean, the the amount of thought that See, went into I the See, because I thought cars. you would have been apoplectic about some of the stuff uh, they took license with. Some, I mean, you can, like, I can sit. If I wanted to, I promised myself I'd go into that movie and not do that. Because then you're just not going to enjoy it. I just wanted to enjoy it. And, like, you, oh, I, could yeah. pick, I could pick everything apart about the movie technically. But, like, when you think about how much, like, effort went into every, like, for the most part, it was remarkable. I thought that there was no way they could do that good a job. Now, I know the fist fight never happened. Yeah, there were a few things that never happened. There were actually quite a few things that never happened. The fist fight never happened, but it was still funny. Oh, I thought oh, yeah, that's was. and that's the thing. That was the important thing of the movie. That I just wanted to be entertaining. Because the, yeah. the thing is, like, what about if the pie throwing? The movie to me accomplishes everything I wanted to get out of it, as long as not just like like freaks like me and us. There's only three it. of you. I anyway. wanted, yeah, I, I wanted like not just car people in general, just like people to enjoy yeah. it. And then they say, "Oh, I like that story. Maybe I'll read more. Maybe I'll go get AJ Bames' book because be the book movie. is actually better. I mean, the book is like the the actual story when you read it I, and I understand it is incredible. In fact, I I reread the book the last week. Yeah, before we oh, went to see it is, again, just and, to make you know sure. what? There's my one. If I had to pick one, nit. If one thing I wish the movie had, which this is like, I mean, maybe it came across to other people, but the one thing that I kept thinking after it ha- after I saw the movie was, I wish they had emphasized exactly how... So, Ford Ferrari, the Ford Ferrari Wars, mm-hmm. was the last great, in my opinion, unless I'm just not aware of something, I think it was the last remaining great untold American sports story. Okay. Like, when you really look at how dominant Ferrari was in the 50s and 60s, they emphasize that Ferrari was dominant, sort of, yeah. for like small parts of the movie. But it doesn't. It's not like when the they U.S. beats the, the Russians that it was due. Yeah, like it's not like Miracle on Ice, where like everybody understands what a big deal that was. Sure. Like it's kind of just an American race team and an underdog beating an Italian race team, which. Uh, it, I mean that was a huge deal. But the problem is, is that racing is a very difficult thing to explain. 
It's in also a, in a any difficult movie. thing to film and show. Film uh, without... people that aren't race fans is very hard to understand things that are diff like yeah. you know that's why when you're seeing when you're seeing ferrari drivers and ken miles passing each other at Lamar and, and giving each and other dirty looks at each other, no they're not it's it's no like, you're not they're on the edge of death that whole time yeah they're i'm piloting not cars i'm are, not looking over to see if the other yeah, guy is but you know, that's they, may, they do that to make it like more understandable and relatable yeah. to like because that's what most people think racing cars are okay yeah. you know being somebody who but i liked it who knows a little i certainly don't have your depth of knowledge on the topic here's what irked me one, I think they painted Leo Beebe in a light that was a lot worse than Leo ever was. Yep. I think they really made him a villain. I wonder how his family but feels about it. Oh, I bet they, they are ballistic. It's a movie. They, it's yeah. like well, I know they're going to take things. license, but there's... They also painted be, Ken nicer than he actually was, and he was not very nice in the yeah, movie. Well, <laughs> Ken was not a pleasant person. He Ken, was very much disliked. Ken is yeah. was the epitome of, I have no filter, and whatever I think is what's going to pop out of my mouth. Unless you're on his crew chief at Shelby American, he most well, most people that worked at the factory didn't like him. Yeah. Like, because he was this cheeky Brit that was, like, they thought a know-it-all, but that was just his personality. I mean, he, he's like, he finally got his due. That's what I like about yeah. the movie. And, and but, but yeah, like Leo Beebe, it was an interesting the thing. The Leo Beebe thing, I bet his family is so ballistically pissed. I'm f- surprised they haven't threatened to sue. Two, they really kind of glossed over Phil Remington. Yeah. And his importance to that. And they really... I, I think they glossed over a lot of stuff that transitioned from the uh, Daytona Coupe project and made it to the GT40. Mm-hmm. And I think there was, a, of course, if you told the whole story, the movie would have been 18 hours long. Yeah, you, you there's go, so much there. Sum some things up for sure. There's so much there. I think the Remington thing goes back to like how difficult. Kind of like how they, it's impossible to emphasize how big of a deal it was to beat Ferrari. Yeah, but Rem it's, was a genius. But like, think about the people that aren't race fans. When you say Remington was the greatest automotive or at least racing fabricator of all time. There's no, and there's no debate. I mean, there's nobody that even, I think there might be a few guys from like the salt flat days, like very early hot rodders, but he was one of them. So yeah. that's what everybody forgets well, that he was that, running. That whole Shelby flats. crew was, was from that era. Yeah. I mean, but the other thing was oh, yeah. they, they showed, the quick change breaks, mm-hmm. but that was yep. such a monumental deal. No, sure, and and that's the thing about Rem is that like most people are going to say, so he's a race fabricator. That means he can weld. Like that's what most people think. You <laughs> yeah. know, like they don't really understand like the yeah. genius that goes into well, being. Even I'm not that stupid. At least, well. yeah. At least, at least he can. At least he got a, like a major role. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think anybody at the factory ever called him pops. I also don't think anybody ever called Ken Miles Bulldog. Although. Uh, kind of amazing because I've always told my wife I'm going to get an English bulldog and name it Kenneth H. Miles the third, and there then I got go. Carol Shelby on <laughs> screen in the movie calling him Bulldog, which nobody ever called Ken Miles Bulldog in sure. real life. But it was just like right when Carol Shelby slash Matt Damon says that, just like yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I needed. By the Vindicated. way, you know what I was for Halloween? Uh, I, I wore my Shelby jacket. I was Matt Damon. Okay, well there you go. Matt Damon. I was going to say a bulldog. <laughs> yeah, a bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> So we covered Ken Miles getting his due finally, uh, and I think he really somebody owed it to him, especially given the mm-hmm. finish at Le Mans '66, and he got cheated out of that, and There's then so subsequently dry, shown too. dying right yeah. after that at Riverside. There's so much of that that didn't get like. Well, the they, finish. They, there's a lot of things they did. They, they, they yeah, left it's just out. like they can't get into too much detail, but like Ken Miles did not willfully slow down. 
he he slowed down thinking he was a lap and a half ahead, not a half a lap ahead. Yeah. So he thought that he was winning. That's why he thought he won when he got out of the car. Sure. So right. like, cause like a race car driver, you saw so like you see like Formula One team members not yielding even when team when teams give orders. Like oh, yeah. Ken Miles would not have slowed well, down. Well, the the other thing was Ferrari never went to the races. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. Yeah. He wasn't Carroll Shelby there. wasn't there when Ken Miles. Like again, I could like pick little things apart that really aren't important, but they add to the plot. But like Ken My- or Carroll Shelby wasn't there the day that Ken Miles passed away. No, so, but I, that you know it's it's well, a movie and it's adds yeah. to the plot. So the, the oh, other they, two they people who a lot of things. So it, sorry, go right ahead. Well, I mean, just just like for instance, they didn't realize you know they didn't mention they made it look like there's a couple teams there. So they, when they finished, oh, there's three teams and they all finished. Yeah. No, there were seven. Yeah, yeah. seven cars in that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah seven GT forties, uh-huh. yeah. and well, Jeez. a lot of them didn't make it, and, and, oh, enough, and enough spares and extras to probably build a couple more cars. Right, exactly. So Here's the, the they also missed the fact that they they failed in a couple of Monzas before they oh, finally yeah. won. Well, yeah, and they, really, they, really they only mentioned they losing won. in sixty five. Sixty four yep. was an equal disaster. Oh yeah, to sixty five. <laughs> well, I mean, everything burned that was up. terrible. Wire wheels and Claudia gearboxes. Here's the one inaccuracy that actually bothered me a tad. Just because it was so theatrical that it, it was like a major part of the movie, but it absolutely never happened. Is that they used to run cars up and down the runways when they were closed mm-hmm. at night at LAX? Which, sure. So they never had a test track on like federal air, like it's an airport. You don't have like a test track right outside the factory, and like Ken Miles never had an accident there. Yep. And the accident was hilarious because, like, the brakes fail and somehow the car explodes. Like, the car. <laughs> no, it was no, no. like there was of a brick of C4 in it. They're hot. They're hot. The car's yeah. going to catch fire. And it was like, hot. so again, I, I, I don't really mind you a lot of the tell me explosions in it. It was like, yeah, it was like clearly foreshadowing to what was going to happen at the end. So I get the whole point of, like, why it's in there. And again, I love the movie. I thought it was really good. I don't but know about like, you guys. But that was the one thing where I was like, that's like so over the top. I, 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 I don't know about you guys, but I guessed how it was going to end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, I every felt, time I watch the for you. That's the thing surprise. is that whenever I watch content maybe, about 66 Le Mans, I'm like depressed the whole time. I'm like, I know this is like, it's honestly, it's one of the saddest motorsport stories ever told. Yeah, it really is. Okay, uh, a couple other real minor gripes. Charlie Agapu wasn't in there Should, anywhere. Mose Newland wasn't in there anywhere. Should we have... Uh, no, Agapu was the young guy with the black hair. Before was that the guy that like Nobody keeps ever said Phoebe his name. in the office? Okay, they yeah, say yeah. it like one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Be- yeah. Before starting this conversation on this movie, should we have said spoiler alert? I'm, I'm just. Wondering. Oh my god. Well, yeah. No <laughs> Are we a little past that? It's too late you know, now. That's going to be in all the descriptions. Uh, that fr- right? The French guy who hadn't right, seen it yet Brett? with his croque monsieur, he already turned <laughs> no! the podcast off. So he's fine. <laughs> nah, hell, hell with you. If you haven't seen it on opening weekend, you're not a real fan. Uh, okay. Uh, do you think the movie will help? Will be helpful for what we all. All love. Do you think it'll get new people interested? And get- oh yeah, as the uh, the lowest volume car dealer in the world who sold his entire inventory before the day it came out, I'm feeling great about the possible. <laughs> I figured you'd be movie. crushed. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you think the movie, uh, much like Gone in sixty seconds and all the mock GT five hundred, can we just crush all of those and everybody can go buy Superformers GT? Will you let me finish? No, no. If you'll let me finish the question, just, do you, you just brought up Eleanor's and it's a turn off. Will it help drive Shelby sales? Do you think it'll drive Shelby uh, stuff? I, I hope think it just drives interest in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Machis are going right. to explode. Yeah, right. They're going to make a they're going to make a heritage edition of that with the black number two 
livery oh, car God. like the Ford GTs and they're oh, going to yeah. make a gurney Hulk, edition in the Hulk second year. The Mustang Mach <laughs> They 40. did a 2017 be a Ford e. GT. <laughs> they, the did a, they did a 2017 Ford GT 66 Heritage Edition. Yeah, and then the red one the next year and then Golf. Yeah. It'll but be like they e. should do it in the mach well, they just sold one of the black '66 Heritage at, oh, uh, at Barrett for at Barrett Las Vegas for a million five four. It's mm-hmm. in my garage. A car I got to sit. Apparently, in. people. <laughs> apparently, you could have gotten that '66 Heritage in gloss or uh, matte black, and they only made oh, twenty really? of them, and only six of them, from what I understand, were the matte. One of the matte cars sold at Bonhams for like nine fifty. Like two months before the other one goes, so apparently people prefer gloss paint. I'm guessing that's the lesson here. I'm and guessing the other car was only 200 miles. I think gloss looks oh better God. than the matte. Uh, the the one at, at Vegas was 27. Yeah, uh, I was uh, like I said, I was in the car and it 27 was miles. 27 owned miles. by one of those guys that was just so hyped to get the car was a true enthusiast and would never sell it. Yeah, well, I got right. a picture of the odometer. Yeah, he really enjoyed <laughs> that one. I'd have been like, we're not getting out of this car until this goes four. Barrett Jackson, the first like the first run that's off its two year agreement. How do they keep those cars really going good if it's only got such few miles? I mean, I, I is it like some type of special machine, kind of like when you keep dead people alive? Is it, is it well, nine hundred and fifty versus one five mile a month? Mile a mile month. month. Mile a month. Now Good this luck. is start it up and driving a mile. How many? How many miles wow. did you say it had? Twenty-seven. Okay, hold on. And we just got to remember our Grand National discussion. Oh yeah, this one's got the Grand National smoked. How, how many dollars per mile? By the way, while he's calculating, uh, one five one point five four. If you want to see a that's car a, versus that's three thousand three hundred and seventy-five like dollars per mile, versus that's some pretty expensive driving there. Yeah, Fast and Furious Two Tokyo Drift. Just saying. Oh well. You know, you really want to see a movie that really takes. But but here's the thing: one country's cars versus another's. It's only half of an American eh. car. The other <laughs> yeah. half of that was a I, Nissan I, engine. I don't. <laughs> I don't watch those. I won't watch those. God, what's All wrong? right, talk about over the top. No pun intended. Shifting gears. Uh, you recently got your building opened. You're Yay. storing cars for people. You're selling yeah. cars. You're a big time low volume dealer now. <laughs> so huge. Uh, you're a tall low, low, low dealer. Yep. So tell us about your great new new building that's finally open with your oh, super bad boy ventilation system and all that. Well, I've got so I had 16 spots available. Okay, they all sold. Really? Yeah, they all sold, and then uh, like only eight or nine of the cars were there. Really? Because guys are just trying to like eke out the last couple decent driving. We've had days, a couple of warm days. It's in a been row. kind of weird. Like the car, the, the <laughs> spots are all sold, but the building's like half full. But it's been good. I'm thinking about selling two more spots or just because empty. I can fit the cars pretty. So yeah, you, you've got yeah, yeah. Either way, it depends how you look at <laughs> so it. So you have two more, <laughs> two more indoor climate controlled spots. Yeah, in this great non-descript building, I would probably building. sell two more of them. Like cars, they would sit perpendicular to the lifts and would be moved relative to which cars need to get off lifts. So but, uh, if you're looking for storage for your car, folks, make sure you find Vern at VernonEstesClassics.com. That's right, baby. Now. Tell us about Speaking this inventory. You said you flipped everything. Except for one car, okay. which I'm not even trying to sell. But it's, it. it's, it's, honestly, it's probably the coolest 67 Well, tell, tell us about the, the three that walked 67 out. 67 what? Tell us about the three that walked out the door. Uh, yeah, okay, so the three that walked out the door, one was a 40,000-mile blue-white stripe, chrome magnum, 66 G350 4-speed, late production car. 40,001 repaint, Ooh. all original interior, like, like a nice car. Well, that nice. sounds like a, a nice and expensive Where did you yeah. find that? Uh, that car came out of a basement in New York with the other car that I'm about to talk about. It was and in the, a basement. Wow. And the other car was? A four-speed Hertz car, which they made. Uh, so in, in 66, they made oh, 1,001 right. yeah, rentals. rentals. 
and uh, oh, eighty-five of them were yep. four speeds. Jeez. But they had, they had wow. them. At, they and had them in black. Speed. Yeah, and it was a factory four speed. They had wow. them in black and gold. Yep. White yep. with blue. Blue with uh, yep. white. Uh huh. Yep. And no blue with. Uh, they had uh, all the Hertz colors. Technically, are black gold, white gold, red gold, green gold, uh, and then white blue. So they had five different colors with the gold, and then like twenty white blue ones. Mine was painted white, but it was originally black gold. Okay, it's one of the final four-speed Hertz cars. All right. Uh, it came. So there's a funny story. The guy that uh, that found the car and sold it to me out of this basement. Uh, Let's just say the original engine block of the car was in the trunk. Because <laughs> oh. when he bought it, he bought this. He bought this car, and it had so this car so was, it was a rear engine. This car is like a classic. <laughs> this this car is a classic like fuel crunch <laughs> story. Engine. Where this guy he lived in New Jersey and made sales calls to Houston every two weeks and drove. In a Hertz Mustang? Yeah, so he, he took the four-speed out and the hypo engine and put a C-code two-barrel and an automatic in the car so that he could oh, do long distance. Wow. He put the block off to the side in the basement, and so when my buddy was there behind oh, the car, God. he said, hey, those are hypo blocks, right? The guy's like, yeah. And he says, well, do you mind if I take one of those with the car so that I can like restore it with a real hypo engine? The guy says, sure, yeah. pick whichever one you want. So he's wow. going through all these big blocks, like six in a corner, and he sees on the side of one of them. There's a Ford serial number. It's the same one as the car. Oh, my. The guy forgot Not that he took it out. Perfect. Yeah, the guy. So he's like, I think I'll take this one. And he just lifted it up, put it in the trunk, and had the original engine still <laughs> on it. The original hypo heads were on the C-code block. Oh, the car. wow. I yeah. can't wow. even, I can't really even cool. imagine. Yeah, so the car was, I mean, it's it was rough project car, but, uh, you know, they're, I mean only 85 hertz cars compare that to carryovers they made two like those are seen as the high water mark of 66 shelby's at the moment sure and they made 252 so of those the rarity of that is it's more rare than a corolla yeah yeah slightly <laughs> okay, slightly but not the bit. supercharged just, corolla. just a little bit um, okay car number three out the door uh that was another hertz car that i traded a 67 354 oh, black gold this one was an automatic new has a four-speed conversion okay oh, uh man. but a really nice like western colorado like good sheet metal really good car and fast all stings. let's say i had that car too all shelby stinks oh my well God. i yeah, guess i can't yeah. say what i have had no that vets, car huh? too but it was quick it was uh, board 40 over in the original block and I, it's fast I, i'm guessing well north of well north of the speed limit <laughs> if the speed limit was lower than it actually is. Maybe it's less than 200 miles an hour and more than 55. That's as specific as I'm going to get. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure uh, statute of limitations has run out point. on this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All was, right. Uh, it was something. Now, the one you didn't sell, the one you got on your uh, own. I mean, I am like, as the you know, go I, am like na- I am kind of like a natural born whore. So I say this all... I say I, this, I've like, always said that about you. The, the caveat here is that, of course, easy. like I can't, I can't swear to this, but like I don't really want to sell this last one, or at least I'm not. There are certain cars that come in that are so cool that I just like have no desire to put any effort whatsoever in. Like somebody's just gonna have to take it, and I'm, yeah. that's not even a sales ploy. Like I would probably still, if I sold it, it'd be a reasonable price, but like I am not gonna make an effort to sell the car. It's just too cool. Okay, what so you've got a, us all on the edge so, of our seat now. What and, is so, it? The first thing you did when you bought a muscle car is you modified it. Sure. In the period. Like, that was just normal. And now they've all been restored back to stock, and they're kind of boring. Okay. Like, so? So, in 60, it's a 67 GT500 four-speed. Okay. It's delivered as a lime gold black interior car. All right. Four-speed. 
Lime gold, most popular color in 67. 90% of guys don't like it. 10% love it. It's not a great car to try to sell. All righty. Unless you okay. find one of the 10%. So is it so, lime gold now? Yeah, no. It was bought in 1971 down to 8% by now. <laughs> two brothers in Pennsylvania whose dad Lloyd was and a, Wilbert, what? Sorry. <laughs> whose dad was a huge like drag racer and like the go-to performance parts guy sure. in 60s and 70s in Pennsylvania, which okay. Pennsylvania too is like uh like Pennsylvania and Ohio are just like the two most populated muscle car Shelby areas even though most people really? don't th- yeah, like you would think California yeah, you uh, would. Yeah. Pennsylvania and Ohio, there's so many drag strips or that they're just Vegas. everywhere. Oh. Like, they're everywhere. Okay. It's crazy. You never think that until you start looking for them. Anyway, two brothers whose dad basically bought the car for them, was registered in his name, bought the car and modified it in 1971. So, in period, with a 427 side oil that's dated September 65. So, that would be the same engine that the Mark II GT40s in the movie were running. Nice. Sure. Okay. A Holman and Moody intake. An Anson scatter shield that I swear is uh, is three quarters of an inch thick, wow. cast iron. Uh, a drive shaft safety loop that bolts to the either side of the floor and does a full ring around the drive shaft to make sure it doesn't come off. Big traction bars, chrome Magnum 500s, and then they painted the car. Some people would call it brown. I would call it Hershey ginger medium metallic. Uh, because that sounds extremely exotic. And uh, <laughs> so they painted the car that Cause, color. Because it doesn't yeah. sound as but, bad as metallic turd. But here is the here is the 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 coolest thing. So Weber carburetors were run on full comp Cobras, two eighty nines in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also uh any Mark One GT forty. Sure. Yeah. For forty eight IDAs which were made by Weber for Shelby American only to start. Yeah. The first 190 serial numbers were only for Shelby American team cars. And each car needs four. So that puts you that gives you about 47 cars that we use for. So basically only full comp cars were going to get these carbs. Yep. I don't even know how the brothers would have come across this and what kind of bankroll they had, but in 71 they put a set of original 48 IDA Weber carburetors on it, <laughs> Sandcast Italian <laughs> Webers that are serial numbers. They they start number number one. And then they go to like literally into the thousands. Okay. The later they are, the later of the year. Sure. Number twelve, number eighteen, number twenty-one, number twenty-four, which makes it the earliest set in the world. Wow! No oh, wow. kidding. So, and they're on on the car bodies themselves. They have pen etched numbers on the tops and in the main body because the Shelby American mechanics that were working on whatever car they ran on to make sure they all went they back all together. Stayed, when they rebuilt them, all the same parts would go same carburetor and then had to stay in the same set. So, so the carbs alone are worth a fortune. That's the problem is that if I sell it, it'll probably, like, whoever were to try to buy They'll that car would, pro- would probably own a full comp 289 factory Cobra, which that starts at about $3 million bucks right now. Cool. <laughs> so they would buy that car as a simply, that's a To part. get the carbs. That's just to get the carbs, which I think would oh. be a huge shame because the car is a 50,000 mile, all original interior, all original sheet metal, all original fiberglass, never restored day two car. That's just like I've never seen another '67 shell or any shell be quite like it. Holy! Moly. Let me ask a question that I I think Whoa. most guys are dying to know. Have you taken this thing out and got? I'm on getting it? it running right now. It had a really bad exhaust leak, and uh, but oh oh oh! I forgot one oh, of the other oh. cool. Uh, it has '65 Shelby side exhaust, two and a half inch side exhaust on, <laughs> and that was period two. This car ran an 11 second quarter in 1974, and it's not top. Which in for a '67, I mean, so to put that in perspective, a stock '67 GT500 is like a 14.75 car, maybe, sure. maybe even a 15 second car. Right. In the days where you can go buy a Dodge Demon, 
for like not that much money and run a sub 10 quarter 11 seconds doesn't sound super fast but Except in 1974 yeah right. 1974 that's hauling the freaking mail just, yeah, it is. Just, didn't yeah, you tell me this thing came with cheater slicks on it it's got uh, oh. 70s radials on it that like are still the radials it was racing with. No kidding. But that's wow. the problem is that I'm going to take those wheels and tires off because they're old and I don't really want to take them off the wheels. Sure. Like, I don't want to damage them. They're not worth anything except the fact that they're original to the car. Right. So yeah, I want to keep right. them good. Makes so I'm going to put like our model torque thrust on it with big tires. And then once it runs, I'm just looking forward to seeing what this thing is like. I mean, it's... Can I be there? Yeah, it's a bad... Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> get my camera. I, I came across... You won't believe this. I came across Shotgun. a guy. I've been looking for somebody to do, like, some, like... I don't ever have that much mechanical work. And I do, like, a lot of stuff myself, but I don't trust myself to do everything. Mm-hmm. I found a guy. I bought an air compressor from him for the shop. And he had mentioned the ad that he was building a car in his garage with the air compressor and didn't need it anymore. So I said, what are you building? And I walk into his garage. And he's like, oh, I'm building this. And it's a Cayman with a 1,000 horsepower at the wheels. <laughs> I'm like... And literally had the whole car apart. And was putting it all back together. Awesome. And I was like, so do you like to work on cars? And he's like, I've been really wanting to do some part-time work for somebody. And I'm like, so where'd you grow up? On a farm. Okay, well, would you like to just come overnight and just like you know do whatever you want at the shop and just work on cars and he was totally into it no so now kidding. i've got a guy that like seems that he seems like he's really good <laughs> awesome and he's thrilled to be working on that thing he just thinks I it's bet. hilarious i, I really so, want to ride that to, car. Like, i want to ride it. in it too <laughs> he's gonna be cool if it's, <laughs> yeah i took it down Touch the street it. one time in first gear just idled it down the street and when i got to the, end of the street you know uh dick with the scarab shop down yeah. there he pulls me over and i think he's gonna compliment me in the car and he says he says roll down the window and i rolled down the window i was like yeah i'm just making sure it like at least goes down the street and, like this exhaust leak is going tunk, tunk. it sounds like a steam train tunk, 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 tunk. like just one cylinder sure and he says uh something blew off the car at, when you pulled out like I didn't, he's looking at me like i'm a complete moron and i forgot that i had put a bunch of original <laughs> racing posters on the back of it before i pulled it out and so they all were like i look back and it's like oh, your worst no. nightmare of all these original race oh, posters are blowing no. in the wind across merriam lane oh no <laughs> i thought maybe it's your coffee you put oh, on the roof now we get to see I how fast this goes i wish it was the coffee i oh, you've never seen anybody fly across merriam lane so fast oh i bet like oh, 700 dollars racing wow. posters just flying in the wind well, on a wet day <laughs> Oh God, really oh, happy lovely. to. Oh, <laughs> you mean man. a two hundred dollar racing poster? Yeah, then. right now it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, unbelievable. Twenty bucks. All right, really happy to have you back in studio. Happy to be here. It's fun. Uh, we're kind of hoping you'll darken the doorway more frequently than this. Just let me know. I'll be there. Uh, as long as there's no accidents around 95th Street and it takes an hour to take a 30 minute drive. I'm, oh, dude, I'm yeah. Getting here. I'm like, really? That is a sea of red I left, eyeballs. I left at me. 40 minutes. I was here on I time. Here I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Early. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the part where I came and you were bleeding. Yeah, well, good grief. He was man. injured, but he was here. Yeah. Hey, the Bronco bit me. Uh, I blame the truck. Something bit me. Yeah. Jumped up and bit me right above my butthawk. Uh, been speaking with Vern Estes, owner of the world's lowest volume boutique car dealership. Oh, Vern boutique. Estes That's Classics. what everybody calls their Call things when they can't sell anything. You can, find, you can find Vern and all of his fantastic cars at vernonestesclassics.com. We'll have all of Vern's social media links on readthedriven.com and also on drivenradioshow.com. Vern, 
Thanks for being here. Thank appreciate you, sir. it. I appreciate it. Been Good a little too guys. long. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Gentlemen. I got cold beer at the building. Just so stop. You know. There's there's cold cold beer in that fridge. I'm just saying, right if you're there. ever just moseying around Merriam Lane, middle of the day, and you need a little break, uh, uh, we can oh, hey. we can certainly work I may that have out. To, uh, hey, mosey. everybody. Oh, uh, uh, thank you so thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience all over the world. That's right. Especially you, Mike Scarschmidt in Poland. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, you can find us online at drivenradioshow.com, readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook at forward slash driven radio show, on Twitter at driven radio show, and uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt, Mark L. Groves, and the returning Vernon Estes. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.